Thank you for listening to the Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, then be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of the Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to the Issue Mic'd Up. The link is in our website, which can be found in the bio on our Instagram, which is the underscore Issue Podcast, and our Twitter, which is the Issue Podcast. New subscription episodes will come out every Friday. Guys, thank you again for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Tuesday, November 23rd, back half of November here. Another episode of The Issue, lots to talk about today, a lot of football to go over, all football show, that's basically what we've turned into now, you know, it's really the biggest Once. sport, the, the only sport that matters at this point in the season. Yeah, it's the best sport. Um, I, do, I do like baseball, I used to play it, I think it's the best sport to play, but I mean, 162 games, you, you're, you're kidding if you think I can follow every single game. Of every single team and every for like player. nine months of the season, that's just ridiculous. But but football, there's urgency because it's only 16 games, and uh, it's far more entertaining to watch on TV. It's it's perfectly fit for a television, so you know. Yeah, um, and the NFL does a great job. We have a lot of that to get to. Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday, so happy Thanksgiving to anybody listening on Thursday. If yeah, you're, if or, or I mean, even if you're listening, now, happy early Thanksgiving. Exactly. You know, because this will be the last episode before Thanksgiving. So football, turkey, uh, a bunch of food. It, it, it's not a bad, not a bad mix. Um, Time to wake up. Yeah. In case so, you guys weren't, in case you guys weren't awake, get up. It's Thanksgiving week. Get ready to eat. Okay. Start your fast now. That's that's the clock to start your fast. So start fasting um, because you're gonna add maybe ten to twelve pounds of mashed potatoes, turkey stuffing, right? All the good stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. You'll work up an appetite with a little turkey bowl in the morning. I know I will. Um, I am a legendary turkey bowl quarterback. I, I preach. Or I practice, you know, I, I, pr- I play like I preach here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would say we'll do our top 10 quarterbacks next week. But I, I would cement myself in the top five Turkey Bowl quarterbacks of all time. I mean, you're looking at a Mount Rushmore type guy here. So right. Yeah, right. Out there. I'm thinking you're more of like a, you know, a comparison right now. Like I, I got to give you like a Dak Prescott in the yeah, Turkey Bowl. You yeah, know? don't throw a beautiful football, but it'll get there. Good, yeah. good leadership qualities, exactly. right? Say the right thing at the podium, the fake podium at the uh, Turkey Bowl. So right, right, right. Um, so let's get into it. We're gonna go over our hits and misses like usual. Um, go over this last week, week eleven in the NFL. It was a good one. Ooh, okay, all right. Um, so someone that's making a pretty much weekly appearance on this, just because I keep getting, you know, both of us. Uh, just keep getting more and more correct on this as time goes by. Baker Mayfield um, plays horrifically against the Lions. Looked like Big Ben out there because they, they, well, I mean, Big Ben didn't play against the Lions. But, you know, a, a very lackluster performance uh, from Baker, which he's banged up. So that's not, I guess, that bad. But uh, then not speaking to the media afterwards, uh, not 
really celebrating with his with his teammates, right? So they're they're at like a, a mesh point of the season here where they need to kind of pick it up if they want to get into the playoffs. They're what six and five now. Yep, um, that's a big win to kind of turn the tide for the rest of the season. And he was nowhere to be found. Um, I've always said he's not a good leader. He's not big enough of a uh, big enough of an athlete. Um, and he just keeps getting worse and worse. I, I think it's clear that you can't pay him and can't extend him. Oh, he doesn't look great. And, I mean, that performance against Detroit. <clears throat> What's called was, the official numbers? Well, yeah. I think that's one of the – that'll be, I think, one of the nails in the coffin when it comes to him trying to re-sign and, and work a new contract with Cleveland. Um, you know, we said on the last show that the, the front office is about 50-50 split on Cleveland right now. Or on Baker right now in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Um, this – year is basically a tryout and his like fourth tryout to see if they actually want to commit to him and re-sign um yeah you play like that against detroit you're not gonna yeah, get re-signed. when you when you play the 08 and one lions and you go 15 for 29 176 yards a touchdown two picks and a 53 qbr i don't care how hurt you are um that's not a good look that is just that, that ain't it all right how about misses let's go with the giants uh we thought they were gonna be much more competitive this season they lose by 20 on prime uh, in prime time to the Tampa bay buccaneers last night uh yeah it was not pretty um i figured joe judge he had them playing really well at the end of last year they're peaking at the right time daniel jones wasn't turning the football over started the season decent right it, it it's not good um saquon as much as i like saquon um he he doesn't really stay healthy never and when he plays it's it's seemingly more and more lackluster every performance that he puts out. Um, I don't know if he's not fully healthy or what the deal is or if he's not in a good situation. I know their line's not great, but something's something's up in New York, and uh, I expected them to be much more competitive. I think we might have had him at, what, number three in the division, which I think that's probably where they're... No, they're, they're, are they last? I think they're last in the division right now. I think I expect them to be more competitive, though. Like regardless of record and regardless of position in the division, I expect them to be way more competitive. That game wasn't even close last night. Oh, I, I agree. Um, we had them at second in the division, finishing at ten and seven. Who do we have at number one? Dallas. No, we had Washington. Washington. At ten, and, ten and seven. Ten and seven. And then Dallas in third at nine and eight. And then Philly in last at three. Okay, and so here's a little here's a little uh, extra miss. Dallas. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect them to be that good. Um, I thought Dak coming off an injury was going to be a little bit shaky. I didn't think Mike McCarthy was all that. But their defense has stepped it up. So whatever. All right. How about a, uh, a hit here? Michigan State. They got throttled. It was like fifty six to seven. I know. I know you tweeted about it. Yep. Um, what forty nine? They got forty nine or hung on them or forty two or something like that half. in the first half. Yeah. Um, I said this from the beginning. That the college football playoff, it's great. You can expand it, right? If you want to expand it to eight teams, that's fine. But you also have to accept the fact that the last four to five teams of that are going to get throttled and it's not even close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's only three to four really, really elite programs like Ohio State, like Alabama, like Georgia. We can sit here and say that, oh, it's great if Cincinnati gets in. But in reality, these teams are going to get throttled. It's not close. Michigan State, the talent gap is too big. Their, their DBs looked significantly overmatched against Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, the the stars outside for Ohio State. Yeah, and if Ohio State's going to do that to a team like Michigan State, I mean, you can say it's a moral victory for for Cincinnati to make it there, but that's all it's ever going to be because if, you're not going to tell me that Cincinnati's going to come out on any given Saturday yeah. and, and play with Ohio State. So, yeah, or and the thing is they're going to sneak in. If they do get in, they'll sneak in as a four, yeah. right? They're not going to be a, a two or a three. No. Unless they go, they would need everybody else to like lose a game, right? They would need 
Georgia to get to the uh, SEC championship against Bama, right? Beat Bama. That way, Bama's out of it. So there, there opens up a spot. You would need Ohio State to lose, and then somebody else sneak in in the four spot. Then they could maybe get to a two or three. They would need a lot of help, right? And if they get in as a four, which is most likely if they were to get in where they would be, they're getting absolutely destroyed by Georgia. Even if they got in as a one, they're, they're going to get destroyed by the four. Yeah, I, just, I don't see it. I do like Desmond Ritter a little bit, but I, I think there's a pretty significant talent gap from the rest of their position groups when you're looking against a team like Georgia, Ohio yeah. State, Bama, and them. All right, how about another miss? Let's go with Seattle. Whew. Mm. We had them towards the top of the division. They lose to Arizona. Um Sin Kyler Murray, right? No Kyler Murray, and they still lose to to Colt McCoy. And Colt McCoy carved them up like over 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, yeah, that hurts a little bit, right? Because I, I figured Ross would be able to lead them against a hobbled Arizona team at home when you're desperate. And they came out completely flat, didn't play good football at all. Their defense got carved, even though they only let up 23 points. The yardage was, was horrific, the time of possession was bad. Um, I think I think it's nearing the end uh, in Seattle for Pete Carroll. Actually, I was listening to uh, to the herd, and he was saying that it looks very similar to when Pete Carroll was finishing up at USC. How he's just kind of like, there's a lot of good young coaches coming in. Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, right, kind of pushing him out. Right back in the Pac-12, it was when Chip Kelly was coming in, Harbaugh with Stanford, right. So you see a lot of similarities towards the end here, and it, it's not looking good for Seattle. No, and that seat gets warmer and warmer by the day, and even on the games they win, when they look just utterly horrendous outside of Russ. Yeah. I mean, we, I was thinking about it this weekend, and I have it written down for, for a note to talk about on the show here. Look, Russell Wilson is the makeup. He is makeup on Just Seattle. Lipstick on the pig. Exactly. He covers all of their blemishes, and it makes them not look as bad. Yeah. If, if you take away Russell Wilson, this is a dumpster fire of a team. They're not good. They don't run the football well. They don't really have anyone on the line that you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's that's an all-pro. Dwayne Brown's good, not great. Uh, he's aging. What uh, happened to Jamal Adams? Rush? Yeah, Jamal. The, the pass <laughs> rush was good at the end of last season. Disintegrated this season. Um, their secondary is utterly horrific. Uh, they're too top heavy, so they pay Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams, Russell Wilson, Dwayne Brown, and uh, nobody else. So they have nobody else. And uh, you, you got to have about eight to nine above average guys. They only have like four to five, so it, it is not good. Yep. How about let's go another hit? Ryan Tannehill. Um, I've said before that he is a trailer, not a tractor. Well, what do you know? Derrick Henry's out. He's forced to pass the ball more often when the defense knows he has to pass the football. And he throws four picks against who? Against Houston. <laughs> he loses at home to the Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor on the other side. Um, I mean, I mean, we could have seen this one coming. And it's kind of a dual hit and a, and a dual miss on the other side here. But uh, another dual, another hit, right, is going off that same game. Tyrod Taylor. I've said before, Tyrod's a good, solid veteran quarterback. He's he's like a Teddy Bridgewater, but a little bit better, I think. Yeah. He's a guy that you would bring in for a year or two, right? Um He's nothing special, but he can win you some football games, and he did just enough to win. He made some good athletic plays outside the pocket, that diving towards the pylon, put him up like 19, right? He's a good, solid quarterback. And Ryan Tannehill on the flip side, when everybody knows he has to pass, he's just not that guy. He's better off play action, better when he is a compliment, not, you know, the entree. Right. Um, Okay, so how about a couple misses here? Uh, both of our upset picks last week, I said Atlanta plus six and a half. I knew they wouldn't win, but I figured they'd make it close, right? Prime time, veteran quarterback going against a young quarterback on the road, right? I figured Atlanta would be able to squeak out, you know, losing all, like by only like five. 
that they got demolished by 25. Didn't even look competitive. Atlanta's horrific. I can't believe they were actually in the playoffs for a slim, like a week there. They were in the seventh spot. They're so bad. Uh, if they win two more games the rest of the season, I'll be pretty thoroughly surprised. Uh, not only are they bad, they're not competitive in their losses either. Uh, Matt Ryan is not the not the guy. I've been defending Matt Ryan for a while now, but uh, he's just not athletic enough to compete in, in today's. He's like Phillip Rivers almost, yeah. where you're just kind of like you can't move, you can't play. And he's not good enough pre-snap like a Brady to get the ball out quick enough, and their offensive line's pretty bad. And also New Orleans uh, going to Philly, just a mismatch against Jalen Hurts. Nobody could tackle him. Uh, he had three rushing touchdowns at Jalen Hurts, so we kind of missed there as well because not a huge fan of him, but I still will hold firm that Jalen Hurts is not a franchise quarterback. But New Orleans, I expect them to go in there and upset them. They're a better overall roster, and they just got outplayed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it for our hits and misses. Which, I mean, kind of a crazy week. I'm just kind of looking over here and browsing through through the divisions. Our predictions are actually holding up right now, and they be, they're getting more correct as the weeks go on. Um, I mean, you look at the AFC West and North. We almost have that perfectly if Cincy and Cleveland could just swap spots. Um, and then you look at the AFC South, and that's... Basically perfect right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look at our Instagram here and see. Yeah, here we'll do a little comparison. <clears throat> okay, so let's go to the AFC South. We said the Colts, the Titans, the Jags, the Texans. Ooh. So what do we have right now? The okay, yeah, but but look, nobody predicted Tennessee to be this good, but now without Derrick Henry, do we really think that they're going to be all that good? Like Indianapolis has a chance to overtake them, mm-hmm. and then Houston and Jacksonville, both of them are two and eight. Mix and match them. Doesn't matter. It, I mean, we're, we're not going to sit here and, and discuss dumpster fires and argue about that. Um, all right, how about let's go NFC South? NFC South. Yep. All right. Okay, so we have Tampa Bay, uh-huh. New Orleans. Yep. Carolina. Yep. Atlanta. Yep. Now, right? All right, AFC North. Okay. Okay, we got uh, oh, Cleveland in the basement. That doesn't really surprise me, though. Um, okay, yeah, we have the Ravens leading division, Pittsburgh in third, and then, like you said, we had the Browns at two and the Bengals at four. It's actually the Bengals at two and the Browns at four, but that's because Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. And they're only a game apart still. So Yeah, they're only, yeah. Okay. Um, how about let's go uh, NFC North. Oh, oh, uh, we nailed that too. So we had Green Bay, yep. Minnesota, yep. Chicago, uh-huh. Detroit. Yeah. Yep. All right, how about let's go with uh, NFC West. So this is one we did not nail. We had Arizona in the basement. Wrong. Oof. It's act. We have the perfect reverse we are wrong in every single spot we had seattle san fran la arizona oh that hurts. it goes arizona la san fran seattle so that one's we'll just bury that one yeah let's go with afc east we had buffalo okay new england okay. and then miami and then the jets okay we just so, have uh, new yeah. england and buffalo swap i think at the end of the day buffalo might shake out towards the top of the division and right they're, they're just playing bad football right now and they're only a game behind new england only a game back and uh right, how about uh, nfc east so this one we, we missed on a little bit. I expected the Giants to be way better, and uh, Washington football team to be way better. We had Washington, New York, Dallas, and then Philly. It's what, Dallas? Philly, Washington, New York. Whew. That's a rough one, too. Yep. But other than that, I think we've hit on... I would, would, what about AFC West, the last one, right? Yep. Okay. So we have the Chiefs, uh-huh. Chargers, yep. Raiders, yep. Broncos. Yep. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we're good at this. All right. So we'll check in there. Yeah, um, yeah, I felt like it needed a check. It's been a couple weeks. It's been 11 it's been weeks. So we have two that are like two divisions that are way off, and then the rest of them are almost spot on. Yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah. See, everyone was talking about there's so much parity in the in the league this year. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, like exactly who you thought would be good is good, and exactly who you thought would be bad is kind of bad. Yeah. Um, we had a couple like bold predictions that didn't end up, you know, working out, like the Giants, like Washington, but. It is what it is. And speaking of being bad, we're going to get in here and talk now about the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and what happened this past week um, against the Chargers. They had the chance to come back. They did come back. They took the lead. And then, uh, you know, just in Pittsburgh fashion, gives up like a 50-yard passing touchdown uh, over the top. and Just horrific know. coverage. Uh, the safety... <laughs> Like, it was just the blown coverage. The, the corner comes in. To, what, is he covering the flat, or yeah, is he blitzing? He came, in, he came in and covered He's four. running in, right? And then the safety's nowhere to be found. Mike Williams is streaking up the sideline with nobody anywhere close to him. <laughs> now, people are saying, well, that's a great layered throw there by Justin Herbert, which a layered throw is when, you're, when you have a, a DB, like, playing the flat there, and then you have a safety over the top, usually in, like, a quarters or a cover two, right, mm-hmm. where they're towards the sidelines, and you layer it in between their zones. So, like, as soon as you get off the line there, you just clear the, the DB. And you so you fit it in. Kind of a touch pass, but you also kind of got to rip it because it's outside the numbers before the safety, right? People are saying, that's a great layered throw. I'm like, the safety wasn't within 20 yards of him. Nope. I'm pretty sure the DB was blitzing. It was horrific. <laughs> All you need to do was hold him to a field goal. Play, you know, live to fight another day, go to overtime, right? Horrendous. Uh, Justin Herbert is a star, though. Yeah. He's a star. Yeah. Um, his only the, the one pick in the game was a fluke off Cam Hayward's helmet, popped up in the air. I'm not going to hold that against him too much. He went 30 for 41, 382 yards, three touchdowns. That one fluke pick, 116 QBR would be higher if it wasn't for that pick. Nine carries, 90 yards, led his team in rushing. I think if we can take anything away from this game, it's the fact that T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Joe Hayden are. St- staples of that Steeler defense because without them all of them all of them were out and without them we looked like a middle school defense against that Chargers offense yeah yeah 41 hung on you is never gonna feel good um I I will say though I think you got to kind of shower this one off we knew that this was gonna happen right we knew Justin Herbert was gonna dissect the Steelers especially without those pieces you can get no pass rush basically High Smith was coming on towards the end of the game there, but that's just because, you know, we know that they have to pass. You can pretty much just pin your ears back, right? And go get them, yeah. But you're Ooh. right. You're right. You, 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 like I said, you got to shower this one off. You're missing your three top guys, and you came within four points. Now, I don't think the Steelers are a good football team, but I do think that they played well. Ben, three touchdowns, no picks. Is that right? Three? three. Yeah. Yeah. 28 for 44, 273, three touchdowns, no picks, 104 QBR. That's probably the best game he's had in the last two years. It is, since his uh, elbow surgery, yeah. Um, the story was we didn't run the football enough. I mean, we, we ran the football almost none. It resulted in, in a slight imbalance in time of possession. We didn't pick him up first downs, only 300 total yards of offense. So Ben was good. Our line was not. Najee was horrible. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't a whole lot of running lanes. I think the biggest disappointment for me is that's the weakness of the Chargers' defense. Mm-hmm. They can't stop the run. I think they're like thirty. I think they're like thirtieth in the league in run defense. Yeah, here I'll look it up. They can't stop the run, yet you only put up like fifty total yards of rushing. Um, that just isn't. That ain't it. Ain't it? Yeah, here rush yards. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, okay. Rush yards allowed. Yes, they are thirty-first in the league. Thirty-first. Yeah. <laughs> So even better, uh, 31st, and you put up uh, 50-something, maybe maybe Eclipse 60. Let me check. 
55. No, I was right. 55. Against a team that can't stop the run. And if it wasn't for, what, a blocked punt and a fluke interception, they wouldn't even have been in this game. Nope. So I thought Ben played decent. I think eventually, you know, they showed some fight on the road. Tough spot, right? You're hurt. Herbert's a really good quarterback. That's a tough spot for, for Pittsburgh. So you were competing. I get that. But without a couple of fluke plays that happen maybe two, three times a year, right? Popped up off a helmet, pops 30 feet in the air, and a safety runs into picket. Like, that's, that's a once-a-year type play, right? Yeah. Block a punt. If you're lucky, you block two a year. Maybe. If you're like New England and have really good special teams, you block two a year maybe. So without a couple fluke plays, this is like a three-possession football game. Um, I, th- I thought Herbert, again, like I said, was an absolute star. I mean, if you're... I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. I think he's going to be end up being better than Josh Allen. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, oh, God. I think right now he's playing better football than Patrick Mahomes. Right now, yeah. And, I mean, you guys will be able to see the graphic that we're throwing up on Instagram pretty soon. And, and then we'll talk and, about it next week. Yeah. Um, our top 10 quarterbacks. Also, we'll do our top 10 uh, teams because we do that after week 12, which I think is going to be perfect because Thanksgiving is usually a good benchmark mm-hmm. um, to kind of gauge teams. It gives you, like, 10 weeks. So uh, it lets you see, you know, when guys are healthy, when guys are hurt, some tough spots, you go on the road, right? So it kind of gives you a good accumulation, right, yeah. of, of how that the player's playing, the team's playing. So wow, I Thanksgiving's a to... good benchmark, so we'll be able to we'll tell you guys that. Can't wait to watch the Lions play the Bears again on Thanksgiving, like yeah, every we... single yeah, year. Yeah, perfect. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's stop and talk about that for a second. What are these games on Thanksgiving? They're Can horrible. Can we get Detroit out of the Thanksgiving window? Do we just do that because we feel bad for them? I, I don't know. If it's, they haven't won a division in, what, 17, 18 years? And, and they're still on Thanksgiving every year. And this is the thing that Maybe it's because nobody me. wants to. Well, yeah, but it's, it also surprises me with the NFL because the NFL is usually the quickest league to change and adapt and get you know and get see the biggest that, rating. You know, see that, hey, the Lions suck. Like, just, like, the NFL does not strike me as a league that is going to keep somebody in that same window every year just because it's tradition. Like, I understand the NFL has traditions, but that's a very fast-changing and moving dynamic league. Like, Dallas is a tradition. Yeah. Detroit should not be a tradition. Exactly. Um, I think if you if you keep winning, then yeah, then you should stay. Like, Dallas has been at least average for, I don't know, what, 15 years? Dallas has had very few bad, like, bad seasons in 15 years. Detroit's had very few average seasons in 15 years. Mm-hmm. They've had, like, one that's above 500. Um, they're a horrific organization. I don't know why. Maybe it's because no other organization wants to play. They're like, nah, we'll be at home with our families. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe that's the reason. I, I don't know. But uh, and, then, and then Vegas going to Dallas, that's going to be a bloodbath. It's not even going to be close. Is that just me, or is that that's going to be a bloodbath? Yeah, and then um, I mean the same thing the, could happen the, with the, the Bills and Saints. I don't know. I think that, that that's a good game to me. I think that's a good game because just because Buffalo is not playing great football and it's at New Orleans, so I think it you know if Buffalo's on their game like they were in weeks like three through seven there right how they're on fire winning by like thirty every game and they're at home against New Orleans, I think that's a that's a bloodbath as well. But having it in New Orleans, Buffalo's not playing all that well. That makes sense to me. Like that, that that's going to be a good game. It'll be the best of the bunch, but I mean, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Come on, let's get like let's get something crazy on there. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I think uh, I think that that Tennessee Tennessee New England game would have been a good one to throw Ooh, on there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Of I some mean, other... any of them. I mean, look around. Uh, I, I, I 
I'd watch Buccaneers Colts before any I think, of those. Games. I think Bucks Colts would have been a good one. I think Minnesota San Fran would have been a really good one. Chargers Broncos would have even been pretty good. Yeah, I, I think you got to get more blue bloods on there. I understand that you know Chicago and Dallas are kind of like blue bloods of the sport. I guess you could argue Vegas, like the Raiders organization. But I, I say go out, get San Fran on there, get Pittsburgh on there, yeah. get like massive fan bases on. On Thanksgiving. Or here, how about this? A Browns-Ravens game? Divisional AFC North matchup on Thanksgiving. Are you That'd kidding me? That'd be really good. That'd be sweet. That would be really good. That'd be a good night game, too. Is it in Baltimore or in Cleveland? It's in Baltimore on Sunday night. Come on. That would be phenomenal as the night game. Yeah. Um, all right. How about let's uh, let's talk about last week, though. Let's review just a couple of the games that stood out to us. Like I said, the Patriots-Falcons, that wasn't even competitive. No. Uh, Atlanta's horrific. Minnesota and Green Bay. Look, Kirk Cousins is a real quarterback. He's 21 touchdowns, two picks this year. I mean, what else do I need to say? He's seventh in the league in passing yards, fifth in the league in passing touchdowns. Uh, his interception, his touchdown to interception ratio is best in the league at 21 and two. He adds a touchdown on the ground, so boom, throw it 22 and two is his touchdown to turnover ratio. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I know he's got really good wide receivers. His offensive line isn't great though, so he's not working with the absolute cream of the crop, right? And uh, he's got a defensive head coach, and he's out there doing that. Uh, goes and beats Aaron Rodgers at home. Well, like, he's at home beating Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron's on the road. Aaron played well, though, too, um, so I'm not going to hold it against him. That's kind of a tough spot uh, for Green Bay. They're missing, what, like six starters, seven starters? Yeah. They're missing a lot. The left tackle, the, the corner, uh, one of their top wide receivers, uh, a back, right? So they're, they're missing a lot of good pieces. Didn't seem to phase Rodgers, though. He goes 23 for 33, completing 69% of his passes, rounded up to 70. Um, four touchdowns, his, no picks. Yeah, four touchdowns, no picks, 385 yards, finishing out with a 148 QBR. Uh, dude was electric. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they ran the football effectively enough, to be honest with you, but uh, it was, that was an entertaining game. If you caught that game, that, that was really good. And about to go Indianapolis steamrolls Buffalo, literally, because Jonathan Taylor just ran over all over Buffalo. That was insane. Five total touchdowns if you had him in fantasy this week. You know, good on you. I think he put up like 50-some points. Carson Wentz just keeps playing good enough football. Nobody wants to talk about it, but he's 18 touchdowns, three picks. Did you see that clip of him stepping up through like six guys that were yeah. that had him wrapped up? Throws a strike, yeah, right? And just threw an absolute yeah. missile over the middle of the field. Look, he's a good quarterback. Now, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot, but when Jonathan Taylor's ripping off six a carry and has four touchdowns, why? You know, I don't need Carson Wentz to throw the football. Uh, he went 11 for 20, 106, had a touchdown, didn't make any mistakes. 86.7 QBR. I like. I, I watched a, a actually a pretty good amount of this game. It, like well highlights of it. Uh, I watched like an abbreviated one, so it it highlights like key third down scoring plays, like big plays. Um, like it cuts out you know a, a first and ten run for two yards. I don't yeah. need to see that. But you know third and eight when Carson Wentz you know gets the ball rolls out picks up a big first down. So he had timely throws. I thought. Um, he played good football. On the flip side, Josh Allen looks like he forgot how to play football. Oh. 21 for 35. 60% completion percentage. 209 yards. Two touchdowns. Two picks. 72 QBR. He's got to be better. And he's got to run the football a little bit more, I think, as well. Well, they rely uh, on him in the run game so much. He's usually their top rusher. And he only added two rushes for 18 yards. And he had a fumble. He didn't lose it, but he still fumbled. Yeah, you got to just got to be more productive. Like, I, I don't like Jalen Hurts, but at the end of the day, he's productive. Yeah. They just put up 40 points on the Saints. That's mm-hmm. a good That's a good team. Yep. Uh, so I guess we'll move to that one now. 
He played really well. I, I Like I said, I will hold the fact that he's not a franchise guy. You can't go 13 for 24, 147 yards, no touchdowns, a pick, and a 73 QBR. It's just not going to work. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not going to work. In a league where a 90 QBR is, like, considered below. Like, you guys want to bang on Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Kirk Cousins' QBR this year is, like, 110. Mm-hmm. His average, I think I saw, is, like, 108. I rip on Baker. His is above 90. Like, so... 90 used to be like a pretty good mark. In a league where 90 is now below average, you can't be putting up 73 QBRs every week. No. I get that you're running the football and you're productive, but long term, it's just not going to work. But hey, they're winning this year. 50, uh, you know, 50 carries for the team, 242 yards total on the ground for him. If that's the recipe, that's the recipe to win. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. But yep. I just, I don't think he's a franchise guy. Philadelphia plays a different game, man. But yeah, I agree. I don't think any quarterback that you know. I mean, you're you're a quarterback. Throw the ball. You threw yeah. for 147 yards, but you're going to rush for 69. And people are going to compare him to Lamar. It's like, well, they're just different. I'm like, no, Lamar has a QBR of above 100 almost every week. And Lamar wins 80% of his games. <laughs> Jalen simply does not. Now, I do like, yeah, he's 5-6 and six this year. He's stringing some wins together. They're in the hunt. That's all you can ask for from a team that's pretty sparse on talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess good on them. It's a, it's a moral season, seasonal victory, right? All right, let's go Baltimore at Chicago. Uh, rolling out Tyler Huntley, the backup from Utah, because uh, Lamar was a non-COVID illness-related uh, scratch. And uh, what do you know? They win. Uh, Chicago just finds a way to lose lose games. With like two minutes left, they let a guy who making who's making his first career start drive down the field on them. Uh, yeah, Chicago sucks. Baltimore's good, uh, top to bottom. You, they, they're not quarterback reliant. They can win with pretty much anybody. Now, I do think Lamar obviously. I'm not trying to take anything away from Lamar. He makes that team special. But, you know, they show that they can win in multiple ways. Which is you, big. Yeah. Uh, to kind of skim through, there's not a whole lot here in this next couple games here. Houston beats Tennessee. Like I said, tough spot for, for Tennessee. And also, Ryan Tannehill just didn't play well. Tyrod did. Uh, Detroit drops another one to Cleveland, 13-10. Jacksonville loses 30-10 to to San Francisco. No surprise there. Miami Beats the Jets 24-17, obviously. Cincinnati beats Vegas. I liked Vegas, but Joe Burrow's playing good football right now. They win 32-13. And, uh, okay, now some some more interesting ones. Get back to the interesting Washington spoils Cam's, Cam's uh, like, you know, return in, was it Carolina, right? Yeah. Ron Rivera uh, got the best of them. Yeah, which I, I you kind of expect it. Taylor Heineke's playing good football, huh? He is. Um, he played 16 for 22, 206, three touchdowns, no picks, 141 QBR. Yes, sir. I'll take that all day. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, even adding 29 rushing yards on the ground on six attempts. Picked I mean, up he's first downs. Yeah, yeah. Averaging 4.8 a carry. I mean, almost five yards a carry. <laughs> it's not bad. And then you look at the uh, at the other game that kind of surprised me. You compare the two, right? You look at Heineke and what he's doing. And then you flip it and you look at Mahomes versus the Cowboys. This is a game that I wanted to talk about. The Cowboys defense is significantly worse than Carolina's defense, I would say. Okay. Um, Heineke looked great against Carolina. Yeah. You look at this game, Mahomes against Dallas, 23 for 37. 260 yards, no touchdowns, a pick, sacked three times, 72 QBR, and on the ground, let's not leave this out, Eleven uh, or seven rushes for 11 yards, averaging 1.6, no touchdowns, and a fumble, and he lost it. Yeah, um, I would say Dallas has defense, they're definitely improved. Yeah. You know, but I do think Carolina overall has a, has a little bit better of a defense. They've at least been more consistent. Better secondary. Yeah, better secondary, that's for sure. 
And uh, I something's still not right with Casey's offense. Now, I do think Mahomes made just enough plays when it comes to picking up first down, so I'll give him that. And uh, But it's not like Casey went out there and, and really won that football game as much as Dallas just didn't play well enough to win it. Yeah. Dak, no touchdowns, two picks. And I don't think that's representative of Dak's season and and what I think of him. But I will say, notice how uh, every time the Cowboys play like a, a fairly legit team and a fairly legit defense, look at Dak's numbers. Look at Dak's numbers, right? Um, I, I did this, oh, uh, God, that might have been this, uh, this offseason. I was looking at two seasons ago when Dak played winning teams, and he was like two and something, and he was eight touchdowns, eight picks, like superbly pedestrian numbers, like very average. Mm-hmm. And then look at the good teams he played, like when lost to the Buccaneers. Oh, and then you go beat the Chargers with a young, young quarterback, young head coach in their second ever game together. Oh, bravo on you. You only win by three. Yeah. And then you go, you crush Jalen Hurts. Of course you do. And then you go crush Sam Darnold. Obviously. You beat Daniel Jones. Sweet. You narrowly defeat a rookie Mac Jones. You need overtime to do it. You beat Kirk Cousins. Awesome. And then you lose to Teddy Bridgewater because they have a good defense. You beat Matt Ryan. Awesome. And then you lose to Patrick Mahomes. Like, notice how the good teams and the good quarterbacks he plays, it, it seems like it's a bit lackluster. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, here's what you I said do about- like Dak. Go ahead, pull it up. Yeah, here's what you said about Dak. So how about, how about Kyler Murray? With a guy who I, I don't think can coach in Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think he's a very good coach. Oh, I was wrong there. He hasn't won anywhere he's been. So Kyler's 13, 18, and 1. Eh, not terrible. 66% completion percentage. 46 touchdowns, 24 picks. Adds on 15 rushing touchdowns. Dak doesn't add that quantity. 91 rating. But mind you, he does things physically that Dak cannot. He's a better pure athlete, better pure passer. His record's gone up every year along with his stats in every category and every way. Dak's record's gone down every year, almost every year. Except for this year. Even Jimmy G, when he's healthy, he's 13-3, 69% completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, 13 picks, rating of 102. That was that Super Bowl round season? A little bit better than Dak. So you can tell me Dak's the sixth best quarterback and the 50th best player, but the numbers say that he's somewhat around, I don't know, 100th to 150th? Um, I like Dak. I do think he's a top 10 quarterback. I will, you know, retract any statement that says he's like 15th, I think I used to say. I'll give him like 8. I think we'll go over that next week. I think we have him somewhere around there. Yeah. That's also because I think the middle, the, the, the median quarterback play this year has kind of declined a little bit. Like, there's been a lot of inconsistent quarterback play. So I think generally he's been pretty consistent. So that's why he's there. But you look at against winning teams. Maybe I'll do that again for the, this year, at the end of this year, like I did at the end of two years ago. Talking about how when Dak plays winning teams, he's just not that good. Yeah. And uh, we'll go over that. And It'll be something that, to keep our eye on, year. too. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're going to be in those games this year. They're going to have those big games. You know they're going to get a playoff bid, right? And so, the issue is against those playoff teams, what's he doing? Exactly. So that's what is going to be interesting to see this year. Dak's finally healthy. We finally get a full season with him. It'll be interesting. Uh, to see what games do you want to go over next? Or? Uh, I think we only have Arizona beats Seattle. We already kind of talked about that a little bit, and then obviously the Steeler game, Bucks beat the Giants. There's nothing too much to talk about there. So when we get back, we will give you our predictions for not only Thanksgiving Day, but then the following Sunday and Monday. It's kind of you know it's the it's the week there um, ahead for Week 12. So uh, come back. Hey guys, what's going on? It's the guys over here at the Issue. Excited to announce a new supplement opportunity for you guys through phoenix fitness spelled f and x capital f n and x use code 
TJ2021 when you click the link in our link tree or go to FNX.com. TJ2021. It'll get you 15% off store-wide. Go out and get yourself an AM protein blend. Just drank mine. Orange Dreamsicle. My personal favorite flavor. And then at nighttime, you can recover with their wide variety of BCA amino acid recovery formulas as well with creatine, glutamine, um, nighttime protein blend. It's a PM blend. Spice and melatonin in there. Put you right to sleep. Go check it out. Phoenix Fitness. All right, segment number two on a beautiful Tuesday. Thanksgiving is coming up here on Thursday. So this is our closing episode for the week here. Um, kind of putting it all in one for you. Going to go hang out with some family, as you guys should as well. Take some time off work, all that good stuff. Uh, weather is looking pretty good outside. It's cold. It's cold, but at least there's some sun. Yeah. Right At this point, it's November, right? So I'm not going to sit here and it's like, it's like a quarterback being like, oh, you know. It's like, it's like Baker, right? Tore his like labrum or whatever. I'm not ripping on him for not being able to throw the ball as far, right? It's November. Am I really going to hold it against the climate that it's cold? No. That's on me. Pittsburgh? At this point, that's on me, right? If I'm sitting here expecting it to be 80 degrees in November, that's on me. Then move somewhere where it's 80 degrees yeah, so in November. Yeah, it's, so it's like 30, right? Which is average, right? But the sun is shining. Wind is minimal. It's a pretty good day. That's a, that's a good day in November. I'll tell you that right now. Um, especially, but, uh, yeah. especially up this far north, you know, I'll take it. It's not snowing. It's not a wintry mix. It's not raining. Yeah, there's just some frost on the ground in the shade. That's about it. It's kind of cool to look at. I'll Good. Take it. I'll, sc- I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. Overall, it's a it's a nice day outside. Like I said, good week. Go spend time with your family. Um, if you hunt, opening day is Saturday for oh. rifle. If um, you haven't been lucky enough to you know snag one in archery, so yeah, well, <laughs> not everyone's this great, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> um, well, without further. Do let's get to our picks for let's the get, week. Yeah, let's get into our picks. So let's start with the Thanksgiving Day ones. Those are obviously the most. They're going to be the most watched, and also they're the first ones coming up. I mean, think about it. When the family's over, people arguing about politics, weather, what's on so, the TV, whatever. Everybody can come together, find some common ground in football. Here are the games for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we can all agree that Jared Goff is horrific, and that he's going to lose to the Chicago Bears at home. Now, I was actually stewing this one a little bit. Detroit's been playing good football, yeah. and Chicago hasn't been. But at the end of the day, like from top to bottom, coaching the coaching staff, the organization, it, it's just hard to sit here and say. Because I like Matt Nagy, I think he, I think he gets unfairly ripped on. He won like seventy percent of his games with Mitch Trubisky, right? So um, I think he gets unfairly criticized. So I do think he's a good coach. I think it's just gonna be a mismatch coaching. Like, I don't think Dan Campbell in this spot, um, especially with a banged up Jared Goff, or if he's gonna start a backup. Just not going to be all that competitive against a better head coach and a pretty decent defense yeah. um, over in Chicago. So I, I like Chicago. I think you do as well. Yep. All right, about let's go uh, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Dallas. Dallas opens as a heavy favorite, seven and a half points. Um, I'll take Dallas. Yeah, I, I think Dallas is a better football team top to bottom. Again, a good team coming off a loss. Dallas came off a loss against Denver. Uh, won by 40 the next week against Atlanta. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Vegas is significantly better than Atlanta. Now, I do think that they are better. But, not, but yeah. The gap's yeah. not that big. Yeah, the gap's not that big. So I, I do think there's potential for, you know, a good solid 17 to 20-point victory here. I right. really do. Plus, like I was just about to say, a little betting advice, since we're not going to be able to get a mic'd up episode out, I would actually take Dallas to cover that I would take the points. Yeah, I would take Dallas in the points. Um like I said, good team coming off a loss. Mike McCarthy has generally, coming off a loss, been a pretty good coach as well. And I don't think 
that uh, Vegas doesn't really do anything that stretches the defense to make you uncomfortable, right? They don't run the football particularly well. Obviously, Henry Ruggs is not on the team anymore, so he doesn't provide a vertical option. Uh, I don't really know what they do all that well outside of Darren Waller, and it's a can't, can't win with one guy. Um, all right, how about let's go with the Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. We both like Buffalo. Um, but Buffalo's favored by four. I would look into the Saints here. Um, I, th- I think they're playing decent football. Trevor Simeon isn't terrible. Now, uh, if you go with Taysom Hill, you could you could talk me into the Saints winning that football game just because he's really tough to prepare for in a, in a one-game you know scenario, right? Tough to prepare for. But I do think Buffalo's a better team top to bottom. They have better, definitely better defensive line, better secondary. Um, offensively, they're better weapons, right? I so, mean, Would we be surprised to see New Orleans come out and kind of run a quarterback by committee against Buffalo? I mean, it's a bigger game. Um, you know, they're kind of in the spotlight here. And to be honest, they're outgunned and outmanned at every position. Short so, week short week for, for, every, well, for all the teams playing on Thursday. It's a short week. So that's tough to prepare for two very different quarterbacks. And Trevor Simeon, who doesn't move a whole lot. Yep. And Taysom Hill, who moves too much, maybe you could argue. Mm-hmm. So I, that'd be tough to prepare for. So if I was Sean Payton, I'd consider it. Or even just going Taysom Hill. Um, all right, how about let's go Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Now we're getting into the Sunday games. I, I like Indianapolis here. You like Tampa. Um, why do you like Tampa? Um, is it the Brady effect? It's the Brady effect. Yeah. It's the fact that, you know, Gronk is still a great weapon. Um, is he going to be playing? Because I know he was hurt the past couple weeks. I no, think he will be. He'll be playing. He played uh, last night. He'll be playing okay. again. Um, and then I know Mike Evans. Um, and he tweaked his knee up a little bit there at the end of the game last night. But Probably fine. He, he's good to go. Yeah. He'll be in. Um, I, I like Tampa Bay. I like their coaching. Um, and... and to be honest, I, I do. I, I can see the argument here for Indianapolis, but they have just been too inconsistent this season for me to think that they're going to be able to beat a Tampa team. Yeah, I, I would generally agree, but I think the way Indy's running the football, um, that's that's tough because I know it's just not crazy because <laughs> kind of the strength of Tampa is stopping the run, but I don't think that's going to matter. I think Jonathan Taylor is still going to rip off enough big carries to allow Carson Wentz to make plays on play action, and we know that Tampa's secondary is not good. So I don't know if they're going to be able to take the stress of letting up, you know, four to five a carry and a good play action on the back end. So I, I do think Indy wins. And Vegas is telling you a lot about this game. It's only two and a half points towards Tampa, right? So Indy's only, uh, Indy's only two and a half point dogs. That That's saying a pretty good amount, and they're at home. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Indianapolis here. I'll pick the upset. Uh, one of the games are split on there. All right, let's go. Philadelphia travels to New York, divisional matchup to play the Giants. Uh, Philly's favored by four. We both like Philly here. Again, I just thought the, I thought the Giants would be more competitive. At the end of the day, Jalen Hurts is productive. He wins some games, I guess, right? He's putting up 30-plus almost every week. Um, and, and on the flip side, I just don't know if Daniel Jones will put up 30-plus. 30, 30 I'm not going to get anything too advanced here, right? I think it comes down to I think Philly's going to score more points. I, I don't think... Daniel Jones keeps up with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, well, let's go Carolina at Miami. You were thinking about Miami. You ended up going Carolina. Why? Um, I remembered that Tua is just horrible. Not that good, yeah. <laughs> um, I really don't like Tua. I really don't like really anything going on in Miami right now. Uh, they seem kind of a little noisy. Uh, they seem confused. And whenever you see a team that looks confused uh, on the field and, and off the field as well, 
Oof. I mean, especially against the Carolina team, who has so much energy right now. I mean, the Cam Newton signing, it's not that big of a deal. I don't think Cam Newton is that much better than Sam Darnold. He's not that much better of an option. But what he does do is he brings so much energy to that organization. You see that field when he came out to uh, I'm Coming Home? They were electric. He was, that, that stadium was rocking. Um, and against a, a broken Miami team with a quarterback that is so incompetent, I don't even understand how he's still starting. I like Carolina. Yeah, I, I like Carolina too. And uh, like you said, I think Cam just provides enough energy. C Max playing well, he's back and playing well. So you see that that, uh, that highlight for on C Mac? No, from C Mac where he was being tackled and then stayed up, kept both elbows off the ground, like literally spun on his head. Kept his knees, feet, elbows off the ground, and then ran for like 15 more. No, I didn't see it, but I, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. He's an animal. All right, how about let's go with uh, Atlanta at Jacksonville. I'm picking Jacksonville. I, this is the first time I'm doing it. You're picking Atlanta. I can't do Atlanta. I, I thought Jacksonville's got to win a couple games at some point, and Atlanta's playing. They are just down horrific. Mm. They're so bad. Um, plus, Jacksonville can get pressure on the quarterback. Josh Allen, not the quarterback Josh Allen, but the one from Kentucky. Yeah. Shout out Kentucky. Um, he can rush the quarterback. He had a good game against other Josh Allen and Buffalo the other week. And uh, I, th- I think they're going to get enough pressure, which we saw what New England did with pressure against Matt Ryan. Um, I, and I think Lawrence will make just enough plays to win, actually. I, shockingly, I think it's going to be kind of low scoring. I'm going to go with like a – not that we're doing score here, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe like 23-17 yeah. uh, Jacksonville. I, I do think they win at home. I like Atlanta. I never bet Atlanta. I'm going against every moral code I've ever written for myself right now. But um, I'm going to go ahead and bet Atlanta this week just because I don't have any faith in in Jacksonville and Urban Meyer and anything going on there outside of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think you're uh, in the minority there. <laughs> yeah, so I mean... I, I guess I'll take it. It's like, who would you rather have? It's yeah. like the lesser of two evils at this point. So I, I definitely see the argument there. I think Jacksonville, Vegas, again, telling you a lot here. Atlanta's only favored by a point. So they're <laughs> telling you a lot of what they think of Atlanta and what they think Jacksonville could do. Um, upset potential game there. So let's go Green Bay hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are favored by a half point. I'm going to go Green Bay. I, um, I think we both took the upset here then. Right? Yeah, 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 technically, yeah, it's a half point, so it's a push. Uh, I, but I do I do think Green Bay is a better – first of all, go down go down the units. Aaron's playing better than Matt Stafford. I think, like, offensive line play, um, I'll, I'll take Green Bay right now. You saw what Tennessee did to the interior um, of the L.A. offensive line. Wasn't pretty, right? Mm-hmm. L.A.'s been pushed around a little bit, and I do think Green Bay can generate a pass rush. And also, yeah, Ramsey will be able to kind of mitigate Devontae Adams a little bit, but Devontae has been one of the only receivers to have fairly sustained success against Jalen Ramsey because he runs such crisp routes, and his footwork is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so I do think he'll get open to make enough plays. I'll, I'll take Green Bay. I think they have a better quarterback and a better line, which a lot of times will lead you to win the football game. Yeah, I like that too. I think they're at home this week too at Lambeau. Yeah, they're at Lambeau. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. All right, how about let's go Minnesota at San Francisco. I believe we both took Minnesota. Uh, they That would actually be an upset as well. San Fran's here by three. Now San Fran's playing well. They've won three of their last four. Kyle Shannon's got them humming a little bit. But Kirk Cousins is playing good football. Uh, when it comes down to it, I think Kirk's a better quarterback right now than Jimmy G. Um, I love I, Justin I just Jefferson like, I, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the, the weapons are unbelievable. And the secondary is pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Uh 
for San Fran. It's just one of those I kind of have a hunch Minnesota. They're playing they're playing really good football. Yeah, and I mean I've been wrong on like two games because of them this like in the yeah. last like two or three weeks. So yeah. I'm gonna you know hop. If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Right? I'm picking uh, Minnesota. All right, let's go Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. We both like Cincy. Um, I I I don't know why and what else to say other than the fact that. Pittsburgh's not playing good football. They're not a good football team in general. Yeah. Um, and if they're not going to have TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, if they can get two out of those three guys, Hayden, uh, Minka, or TJ Watt back, they have a fighting chance. Uh, I do still think that Cincinnati's a better football team. I don't know who we match up with uh, well on the outside. Like, so, so yeah, you get T. Higgins. Okay, Jamar Chase is going to go off. You, you, you guard Jamar Chase. Okay, Tyler Boyd's going to go off. Right. Oh, you get you get all you get all the uh, receivers covered up. Okay. How about C.J. Uzoma, who's emerging as a top ten tight end? He goes off. Oh, you can you can you can blanket the the secondary. How about Joe Mixon goes for hundred yards? Like they just have too many ways to beat this defense. I take Cincinnati, and for the tiebreaker, just in case, because we're split on four games this week, I will take Cincinnati twenty six to twenty. What do you have? I think I I took Cincinnati twenty nine twenty seven. Yep. Yeah, that's what you have written down there. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go uh, New England hosting the first seed Tennessee Titans. <laughs> New England favored by six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half against the first seed in the AFC. Yeah. I and I like it. I love it. I think the Titans are pretenders Lo- at this yeah. point. Yeah. I love it. I think I think New England wins by three touchdowns. I'm going to go out there and say it. I think New England's going to ragdoll Ryan Tannehill. I don't think it's going to be anywhere. It's going to look like that Matt Ryan game. And let's um, not forget how... Bill Belichick just embarrasses Mike Vrabel on on every game they play Pretty against each much, other. Pretty much, yeah. The only time they didn't was that playoff game, but that was yeah. towards the end of Brady, and it was just that was rough. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think uh, there's going to be a coaching mismatch, a quarterback mismatch. Yes, I said I think Mac Jones is going to play better than Ryan Tannehill. Um, a defense mismatch. It's it's going to be uh, New England all day. All right, about let's go the New York Football Jets at Houston. You like the Jets picking a, picking a little bit of an upset. Houston's favored by three. Yeah. I'll go with Houston. I think Tyrod Taylor's a better quarterback, a more consistent quarterback. David Culley's a little bit more of an experienced head coach. Well, not coach, but he's been in the league longer than Robert Sala, seen it a little bit more. They're at home. I don't know who's going to start for the Jets. Is it going to be Flacco? Is it going to be Mike White? Is it going to be Zach Wilson? All of them are pretty bad. Or is it going to be so. that athletic-looking guy from the tailgate? Like, who are they going to bring out? Who knows, yeah. <laughs> um, but you do like the Jets. This is just kind of one of those where you're like, got to pick an upset, you know? Yeah, and plus, I mean, this is probably, I mean, like the only they chance win a you'll game. get to, like, pick the Jets all year. That's kind of where I'm going with with Jacksonville, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, they're going to win one of these games at some point, like, right? You might as well roll so the dice on this well. one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, playing the odds a little bit. Yeah. All right, about let's go with the L.A. Chargers at the Denver Broncos. We both like the Chargers. Uh, Broncos are kind of lackluster. I'm not sure Teddy B is going to lead them to victory. Justin Herbert's playing out of his mind. He's a star in this league. I think he's a top five to six quarterback. You could argue even higher lately. Um, I'll go the Chargers. Yep, I will uh, agree with that. All right, about Baltimore hosts the Cleveland Browns. We both like Baltimore. I think to me it comes down to Lamar's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I trust him, especially in prime time. On a Sunday night game, a lot of eyes on them. And Baker's a little bit banged up right now. They're they're missing one of their wide receivers. I don't know if he'll be back and a couple of their backs. Uh, I think the Ravens are healthier. Lamar's better. Uh, the coaching, you could argue, Stefanski's better. But overall, for his career, Harbaugh's a better coach. I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, I like the Ravens as well. All right, Monday Night Football to wrap it up. Um, how did I write split when we both took seattle did i mean to take washington yeah you meant to take washington i was taking seattle yeah all right hold up sorry i'll take washington 
I actually wrote Seattle. Washington's actually favored by a point, too. Uh, I Really? Yeah. Is that what you have on yours? Mm-hmm. I have Seattle favored by a half point. Really? Either way, it's going to be like a really tight. It's a tight um, game when it comes to the spread. See what you have on. What are you looking at? Yahoo? Football team minus one. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Fox bet has Seattle at minus one or minus half point. I'm sorry. Uh, I will take Washington. I'm not really sure how Seattle wins, right? I mean, Heineke's ripping up defenses right now. Playing good football. They're running the football well. They're actually stopping the run well, which is good, because then you're going to force Russ to throw. And in that case, well, then you have pass rushers to get after him. Chase Young's hurt, unfortunately, but you still have, like, four to five other really good pass rushers to, to go at him. Uh, I think Washington football team wins. I think it's going to be a tight one, maybe by, like, a field goal. Uh, it's going to be a good game, though. I'll watch that one. Yeah, um, I'm just kind of waiting for that pop game, because we know it's going to come from Russell Wilson at some point. Yep. Like, he doesn't lose too many games like this in a row. He doesn't look this bad this often. You know that there's a game coming up from Russell Wilson where he's going to get back to himself, throw for like 350 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and look amazing, and just cover up all the problems on that Seattle team. There are a lot of problems on that Seattle team, and it's going to be a really tight game. I agree with you. It'll be like... I'd say three-point spread would be, like, the absolute maximum on this yeah. game. Um, but I, d- I do, like, I'll take Seattle here. I'm waiting for that bounce-back the game. They the Ross factor. Yeah, they haven't had that bounce-back game yet since he's come back. Yeah. Um, so I- I'm waiting on it. I think this might be the week for it. All right, uh, I just want to throw it out there. We are now tied 5-5-1. Five, five and one. Yeah. Uh, so I've won two straight weeks. It's going to get interesting I'm now. I'm on the come-up. And I love my picks. So the ones we're split on, right? Obviously, because the ones we're not split on won't affect, you know. The ones we're split on, I love it. I, I love my picks. I love Jacksonville. I really like Houston. I like Washington. Indy, that, that's a little bit of a risky one. But if I get it, I'll feel really good and I'll rub it in your face. So hopefully I can win, go up. We'll see. Um, tiebreaker week this week. But, uh, yeah, so I believe that's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't have anything else to go over. Um Let's get into Thanksgiving, you know. Go spend time with your families. Go gorge yourself on some food. Exactly. Fast up. Looking forward to it. Favorite Thanksgiving food right now. Go. Let's go with... I'm a big homemade mashed potato guy. So if you're you're bringing out over-whipped mashed potatoes, if there's no clumps in it, Mm -hmm. get out of my Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? Get up out of here. But if if there's homemade homemade mashed potatoes, a little bit of clumpage in just, there, just right? Oh my god, homemade gravy, unbelievable, oh unbelievable, dude. And, unmatched. And you gotta you gotta smother, unmatched. you gotta smother everything in gravy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. If it if it doesn't look more like a soup, then you're doing it wrong. You know uh, we, what's yours? What's your favorite? Um, dang, I, I, the turkey stuffing combo is just so it's so basic. Get it all so in one fork. Yeah. yeah. So so stuffing. So cut the. Cut the turkey, get yep. the stuffing, yep. pick up the piece of turkey. And, oh, that's a and good... it's got to have gravy all over that thing, has too. Has to. Has all to. over it. Okay, most overrated, cranberry sauce. Dude, Who uses I that? I have never eaten that what in my is life. That? I refuse to eat it. it what looks is like, that? It looks like half like it's jello, like, half like... It's like marmalade. Like, what is that? It reminds me of a so blood you, clot. Like, what are you putting that on? You throwing cranberry on turkey? I don't get know. Get out of here. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Okay, favorite dessert. Favorite, like, generally Thanksgiving dessert. I'm going to go with the apple crumble. Right, so it's like an apple pie. We made it in baking yeah, that one yeah, time yeah. with the crumble top instead of the crust on top. Okay. Phenomenal. Oh. Phenomenal. Back in high school when you have that, those little blow-off baking classes, yeah. great. Apple crumble. Not a big uh, pumpkin pie guy, so I'll go with the apple crumble. Yeah, I'm more of a pumpkin pie guy myself. I love pumpkin pie. 
Um, Puck and roll, though, too. Coming coming back to the high school thing, we both had a teacher in high school, and, you know, he said, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, you know, because it's the only holiday where you can go eat so much food and, like, not be judged for it and then just pass out and go to sleep on a chair watching football somewhere. It's the best day of the year. Guys, I encourage you to participate in any festivities possible. But before you do that, listen to the issue mic'd up. Yeah. Go ahead and... uh, Go subscribe, three ninety nine a month. Uh, get all of our top bets, our top picks, fantasy uh, starts and sits. We do all kinds of stuff over there, so go check it out. Um, you know, if you're looking for something, I don't know if you guys do like Thanksgiving gifts, but go ahead and uh, sign sign up for your sign up for your buddy if he if he sucks at fantasy or you yeah. know something. The last place Help guy maybe out. send him a little voucher or something. You exactly. Know? You know, three ninety nine a month, great value. You'll get everything. Uh, you need out of it. But guys, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. That was The Issue.